You are listening to the Paranormal Chronicles radio show. Here is your host, paranormal researcher and author of the best-selling A Most Haunted House, Gavin Lee Davis. Welcome, my name is JL Davis, author of the best-selling Haunted Horror of Haverford West and founder of ParanormalChronicles.com. Welcome to episode 3 of our series exploring the paranormal and spiritual world. And our Paranormal Chronicles series is brought to you by Sick-Books.com, home to amazing books based on the paranormal and the spiritual. Visit www.sick-books.com and explore a universe of possibility. We hope you're enjoying this series so far as we have covered child psychics and ancient mysteries. Remember to like, subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode on tonight's show. What becomes of us when we die? What happens to the people we love the most once they have passed on? Is love, life and our connection to each other unbreakable? Prepare yourself for one of the most powerful interviews you will ever hear. This is truly a tragic, heartbreaking, but ultimately beautiful interview. My guest, Andrew D. Bentley, has written a book called High Love Still Connected and is a true account of the enduring love taken to new levels between the author and his wife. It elevates spiritual health and offers hope and strength to people who have lost loved ones, but also to anyone curious enough to discover an unusual story of love, life and beyond. Andrew lives with his daughter in West Yorkshire in the United Kingdom, and the tragic loss of his beloved wife changed everything, compelling him to write a real-life story High Love Still Connected. He's not a medium and does not adhere to any particular religious beliefs, being just a man who feels blessed to share a special bond since her passing. If you have any thoughts on the show's topic, or wish to share your own experiences, then find us on Facebook as The Paranormal Chronicles, on Twitter at Paracron, on Instagram at The Paranormal Chronicles, or email paranormalchronicles at aol.com. I want to hear from you. On with the show. Hello, Andrew. Thank you very, very much for joining us today. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Gavin, and thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. Congratulations on your beautiful and powerful book, High Love Still Connected, available through Six Books, which is not only a detailed and comprehensive account of evidence of interaction between the living and those that have passed away, but also a comforting book for those struggling with grief and loss. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. That's that's really kind of you to say. Yes, uh, you covered a, a pretty well what what the book's trying to do there you know it's it, it's covering bereavement but also my experiences of what happened uh, after my wife passed away before we begin with anything we need to talk about Winnie can you tell us who she is she she was from Belgium and I met her uh, in the late 90s when I was working in Belgium I joined a company where she was working and uh, and so you know started a friendship with her uh, as a colleague first of all yes. she was um, and then some years later she uh, she she actually moved to, to the UK uh, to be with me when I'd moved back she was a well in my eyes a unique person she was you know incredibly talented and intelligent uh, she spoke five languages and she was a a really gifted communicator, um, not just in languages, but uh, through languages, but also through emotions as well. Very in touch with her emotions, and she taught me so much about those things. You know, just tapping into your emotions and being open. And so she was a she was a super teacher, uh, but but also very open to learning new things. And she touched everybody. 
Um, everybody that knew her, that worked with her, that was friends with her, any contact people had, I'm certain that it would be a positive experience for, for everybody that did that. So she was, yeah, she was one in a million for me, for sure. It comes across in the book just how connected you both were. There was, undeniably, you were both very much in love. Absolutely, yeah. She, um, And in fact, she, she sort of saved my life twice, in fact, not just once, but twice, um, not not sort of physically saving my life, but yeah. but sort of you know spiritually and and something far more profound than 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 physically actually. And so you know that's that's detailed in the book as well. But you know she just lifted me up twice. You know before and after her passing. Her death is detailed very powerfully and will resonate with anyone who's lost someone. How difficult was it to revisit those moments and describe her passing? Um, it was difficult, for, uh, no question about that. Um, but I was sort of when when I was writing the book, I was in this sort of perfect moment, like a bubble, if you like, of where everything came together. I'd, I'd been recording just my thoughts and reflections and and all the signs that were coming my way that were in my path. Somehow, all, all those things were were noted. You know, even even before she 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 passed away, these experiences and memories were were, were still very alive, and I, I saw the importance of writing about the the feelings of loss and bereavement and, and all the things that led up to it. You know, I saw that as more as really important. You know, to share that. To be honest, I was glad to get past that chapter. Yes. You know I mean? yes. Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> and, you know, people that are close to her, you know, my daughters, for example, they 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 tend to skip that chapter because you know it's it's all very still very fresh in the memory albeit four and a half uh, years ago it was a tremendous shock it was very sudden and tragic in the scheme of things and she was also very young yes she was she was 47 well we thought she was in relatively good health but was suffering a few ailments which we put down actually to, to menopause she actually had a brain tumor which didn't reveal itself until you know, it was far too late, in fact, and was inoperable. And so, you're right, it, it was very sudden in that sense. At the same time, I, I realised very, very soon after that in the bigger picture, the bigger scheme of things, you know, at least we had a period of five weeks with her when she was uh, in hospital, trying to recover at the time, but um, at least we had this time with her that, you know, some people are not afforded, you know. Brain tumours and haemorrhages and things like this can can take people away immediately so whilst it was very sudden and shocking yeah I was able to see uh, there were lots of things for me to be thankful for as well. It's sad and tragic in life that we spend our whole lives looking for that one person to complete us to share our life journey with and you detail that beautifully in the book the way you articulate your connection your love your feelings it's beautiful anybody who's ever been in love can relate to and then she's taken away from you. I read the book having experienced a lot of grief and bereavement over last year and it just shook me to my core this is where the book takes a different turn and then this is where this book becomes something very melancholic and sad and turns into something absolutely wonderful and beautiful and now in the book there are many examples of Winnie's undeniable influence and reconnection into your life after a death now the book has many 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 examples which I, I really encourage people to go and read but could you share one or two of these examples with us of how Winnie 
after a death re-entered your life? You're right. Um, it's quite difficult to pick some of the favourites, really, because there were so many things happening. And, and this is what I tried to, to capture, that it was a very holistic sort of experience, if you like, you know, that, that all sorts of th- different things happening. So there were signs, there were messages, and there were, and in, in addition to that, sort of very vivid dreams and, and perhaps... I'm sure people have had these dreams where you realise it's not a normal dream, it's something more than a dream. I still have memories, very clear memories of these dreams as if they were happening in the physical world. You know, those were the, if you like, the categories of the the sort of things that we experienced. I thought the the two stories, if I may share. Of course. The first sign that really opened my eyes to me thinking that something was going on, you know, that increased my perception and, and I suppose receptivity if you like, this was the, yes. the catalyst as such. This was six weeks after her death, um, and I, dis- I decided to go and see a medium, somebody who was recommended to me. And so I went to see her um, and had a, a, a truly wonderful experience in terms of, you know, sort of affirmation that, that Winnie was was still with me, still with us, still around. There were lots of things that the, through the medium she said that were completely personal to us, not possible to guess or to estimate. And so, you know, th- this this happened on this day and I just had this sort of calm elation um, after the, the session with the medium. And then the, the very morning after the uh, talk with the medium, I got up and I was making my way to the kitchen uh, just to have breakfast. The, the window, one of the windows of my house, it, it um, this was in October and there was quite some, normally quite some condensation developing on the windows, yeah. sort of automatically reached for the t- for a towel to go and wipe it down as I usually did. And then I was sort of stopped in my tracks when sort of just the, before, before I'd, you know, wiped the window, I just realised that there was a shape on the window. It was completely unusual and that shape was a heart. And this was to be the recurring theme of, of the, the signs and shapes that, that would be in my path, um, you know, ever, ever since. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the key that I thought here was the, the timing of this. That Firstly, it was, it was unusual that the, the window was, you, you know, wasn't covered with a, with a, with a sheet of condensation, if you like. Yes. It was just, just this heart shape and nobody else in the house. Um, <laughs> you know, so this really opened my eyes and, you know, the timing of it I, in my mind, I thought was more than coincidental. And, you know, I, I work in science, you know, my, my day job is, is working for, you know, in science. And so I'm, I'm sort of naturally sceptical, I suppose, of things and will really challenge uh, some of these things happening and not just completely accepting them blindly. So, you know, I've very much taken that approach with all the things that happened and, and things that are in the book. So that, that, was, the, that was the first one that, that set it all off, really, in terms of a sign. And the second one I'd like to share, of with you, this is more a, a message um, r- rather than a sort of physical sign that I found. This was a message and the day uh, when he passed away, I started writing in a in a book. All the thoughts and reflections I was having that it really helped me to uh, to take note of these things, you know, just 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 writing down anything, you know, it's pure, purely personal to me. I I didn't realize that it would would materialize into a book at the time, but you know, at the time it was just for myself and 
on the day she she passed away, I wrote down that a little tree that we'd planted in our garden some years ago as a green gauge plum tree was was always going to be special to me. The reason for this was because when she was in hospital and um, sort of at the time in, in this five week period where after her, her brain hemorrhage, she was actually starting to recover and, and go through sort of some sort of rehabilitation. And, you know, we, we were visiting her. Um, every day, multiple times a day, and we were taking her things into the hospital, little treats, little chocolates, and I, and I was taking in some plums from uh, some green gauges from this from our little tree. Um, she she somehow this made a connection with her. She, she wasn't really able to to speak. You know, the 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 hemorrhage had 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 yes. uh, reduced her ability to to actually. Um, speak she was very able to you know tell us what she you know through body language etc and and so when i offered her this plum this first plum from the tree you know it's like a light switched on for her uh, you know like a connection to home you know and she grabbed it and so we, we had this lovely moment of of connection and, and sort of joy if you like you know and and, and humor that she grabbed it uh, with such quick hands you yes. know you know, and so this this memory was was very important to me, and so I, I wrote it. You know, I just wrote it down on pretty much. I think it was the day or the day after she she passed away. Why is that a sign? It does. It's because I think the second time I went to this same medium, it was about six months after she passed away. Uh, one of the messages that came through um, via the medium was, and um, this medium she was she was somebody that could let's say see images, if you like, projected yes. on her mind's eye. Yeah. So, so if you imagine we have our own mind's eye, we can think of, of memories, we can picture them on our own mind's eye. Well, um, Winnie was able to project images onto the mind's eye of the medium. And so the medium just said, oh, she's showing the both of you planting a small tree. Um, and so, yes, and yes, so, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I, I immediately made the connection to what she was trying to say and sort of this was her way of showing that she knew you know how important it was to me and and she knew uh, somehow my thoughts and feelings and so this to me um showed that yeah she was still very much around somehow creating new new memories even though she's not here in the physical uh, well, had you believed in anything like this before Winnie's death? Yes, in a in a sort of a I would say in a general sense. I, I as a sort of a young teenager, I think you know, sort of did did a few things with my friends and my family uh, in in you know possibly reading books or maybe even playing with Ouija boards and things like that. And so somehow even from that those early teen years, I had a, this thought, this cloudy thought, I suppose, and this cloudy belief that there was something beyond just the here and now and the physical world. And that sort of progressed. I, I read a few more books and then learned a lot more about these things through through Winnie. Yeah, it, it's true to say that, you know, I was already halfway there, if you like, you know, in terms of belief, uh, being open, I think, to the possibility that this is certainly not the end. Do you think more people would have a similar experience if we were more open to the possibility of a realm of existence after death and view the passing more in a magical sense in that this is not the end, just simply the beginning of a new chapter? The simple answer is yes, <laughs> very much so. And and the, the reason, I mean, in fact, this was the this this was the whole reason why I wrote the book. You know, I, I realised that you know being open to these possibilities and you know not immediately shutting down the idea 
before even thinking about it or reflecting on it. You know, it seemed to me that, you know, and this is what compelled me to write the book, that I realised that all these things that I was writing down initially for myself, in fact, were going to be um, hopefully very, very useful for people who will lose their own loved ones. Firstly, being open to that idea and looking at books and, and other media, you know, where this is discussed and, you know, really just having an open mind about it, you know. I think it takes... In, in the case of my book, it takes maybe two to three hours maximum to, to read it. You know, it's quite short, even though it covers a lot a lot of things. Um, it's it's quite short, and, and perhaps thankfully so. You know, for such a for such a, a topic. But you know, if people would just be open to um, to to look at it and read such material, it might just strike a chord when when people most need it. Perhaps years in in the future. This is what happened to me, in fact. You know, I drew upon what I'd read and what I'd experienced in the past, which gave me this open mind, and then, and then somehow everything followed on from there. Stay tuned. We will be right back after these important messages. Sixth books will take you to other worlds, haunt you, open your mind, and push you far beyond the veil of the unknown. Sixth Books is a leading publisher of books on the body, mind, and spirit, the paranormal, consciousness, ancient wisdom, and the afterlife. Explore today. Learn today. Open your mind today. Read today. Visit sixth-books.com today. The world as you know it is about to change. Hi there, my name is Claire Waters and I would like to invite you on an incredible journey. I have written a book based on my personal experiences called Raising Faith, a true story of raising a child psychic medium. It's my family's extraordinary experiences with our young daughter's ability to communicate with spirits and the inspirational lessons learned on our journey. Raising Faith is currently available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle and wherever books are sold. Join me on this beautiful and incredible adventure. For more information on Raising Faith, visit my website, raisingfaith.co.uk, or my Facebook page, Raising Faith Book. See you there. The international chart-topping haunted horror of Haverford West has been described as terrifyingly real and must read, shocking and chilling brilliance, genuinely worrying and chilling. Utterly frightening, don't read before bed. Described as one of the spookiest writers out there, best-selling author G.L. Davies presents Haunted, Horror of Haverford West, the true paranormal account that is shocking the world. Dare you enter? Dare you read? Haunted, Horror of Haverford West is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Pray you never have to live there. Do you wish for more paranormal and spiritual content? The Paranormal Chronicles magazine is a free digital magazine crammed with the very best in paranormal and spiritual articles and features. No sign-up, no subscription, just free reading and knowledge for you. Read today at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. I personally could have done with this last year after my own personal experiences of grief and loss and it would have helped me look at it differently you know I fell into the abyss and I was you know that hollow cold feeling the depression the hurt the grief all those bad things and the whys and the hows and you question higher powers and the meaning of life and our own mortality and our own genetics and our own structure and I think this book would have helped me 
as it will help other people experiencing grief. If I'd had this book, I would have looked at it. I'm not saying I wouldn't have been hurt. I would have looked at it in a different way and I would have looked potentially more signs. But there was a connection. But there was someone trying to communicate or comfort me. The thing about the book is great read. As you said, it is a short read to digest from mm. blissful beginnings, tragic death in great detail. And then all these occurrences. And with these occurrences, not only do you just get a man's word on it, you also get all the photographs, evidence, other people's testimonials as well. So you now have a paranormal document of great importance. Flip side of that, you also have a book you can keep with you forever to help you and others deal with grief and loss. No, th thank you for saying that. And, and, and sorry, if I may just say as well, that was also what was driving me to write it, that um, and one of the things that's kept me going through, you know, through uh, to get over the um, grief, etc. And that was, you know, just being really wanting to make her proud of me, you know, and not not just my family, you know, for my daughters, etc. But but especially for Winnie to be proud of me for, for having put this together and to, you know, so that spurred me on no end and still and still does. Well, Winnie's presence, her good soul, is still being felt even now because all proceeds from your book are being donated to various charities, which is profoundly incredible. So this is not only a remarkable account of paranormal activity, but a very honest detail in a grief and bereavement, but it's also helping excellent causes. What kind of causes are you helping? There are three causes that just instinctively just seem to fit. So the first one was, perhaps not surprisingly, a sort of brain tumour, sort of research and, and um, not just research, but you know care charity if you like another one is a local homelessness charity we see people without homes every day and it just struck a chord somehow and, and thirdly mental health charity you know this is increasingly a problem we can all see that and so, you know, this, this is where I wanted to direct it. And if I can just say as well, there were a couple of reasons why I wanted to, you know, donate the royalties to charity. And, and that was, firstly, of course, I didn't want to, don't like the idea of, of um, sort of making money from, from what happened. And that was the first obvious uh, sort of thought. And secondly, you know, in the in the quest really for, to take out the the idea that when, when readers um, would look at the book, some might say, well, it's a, it's a nice story, but it could be made up. And so I, I somehow wanted to take this idea out that, you know, it wasn't written for any other purpose but to help people in need. You know, there's no ulterior motive, there's no, you know, it's just just to get it out there, what, what what happened to us, and to share it, and to, you know, to to, to take that, you know, that possible um, thought out, out out of the equation. It's incredible. You can read a book which can help you, give you better understanding of what may happen after we pass, while helping really good causes. So everybody out there, if you enjoy reading, high love. Still Connected by Andrew D. Bentley. Read it. You've heard it from the man himself. It's a very, very personal. If you're into your paranormal, it's not a nasty paranormal story with spinning heads and spewing pea soup and all of that kind of stuff. It's about love and loss and hope. And it's about helping other people, helping yourself. And by reading this book, you'll be helping people who are suffering with brain tumours, mental health and homelessness. Andrew, there's one last thing I really, really need to ask you, okay? Is she still here? Do you still feel her? Yes, I, I do still feel her. As, as I was saying, she, it's been four and a half years, and there was the at the start in the first two or three years, I would say. You know, the the occurrences were far more regular, and there were a lot more things happening than than are in the book. You know, <laughs> I just had to 
you know, had had to make a selection almost, you know. And um, but you know, over time there have been less signs and and visits and messages. But that doesn't mean to say I don't feel that she's still here. What what is apparent is that she she's there when I need her, if I can put it like that. It's it's you know, if myself or my daughters or her mum, you know, have been going through, let's say, a difficult period on a few occasions in the fairly recent past, there's been some sort of sign, some sort of something in my path that I wasn't not looking for, you know, just just there uh, as a little reminder uh, that she's still around, and 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 that's all it needs somehow, you know, that the 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 thought that she's still there, you know, looking out for us, and and I still feel this, and I have no doubt that I'll always feel this. You know, I just have to get in that place to think about her and, and yeah, she's she's somehow there and the connection is, is there again. She'd be so proud of you, Andrew. She really would. You've done a you've done such a beautiful job of articulating such a difficult and mind bending subject. It's absolutely brilliant. So uh, that is Andrew D. Bentley. His book is High Love Still Connected, available through Sixth Books. As we said earlier, the man isn't selling it for personal gain. It's a brilliant story with lots of documented activity of the supernatural nature and it's for charity as well. So if you are dealing with personal grief or loss or anything about nature, it's it's just such a powerfully, incredibly beautiful written book. Some chapters will just stun you. They will literally just stop you in your tracks. You'll put the book down, you'll come back to it and proceed because it's powerful and it's a book you will go back time and time again andrew your book is incredibly beautiful it's well written i very much like to hear more from you and you are always always welcome here at the paranormal chronicles if you ever need anything thank you so very much for your time thank you it's been a great pleasure So there we have it. Please support Andrew by reading High Love Still Connected. And not only will you read something truly incredible, but will help so many good causes. That's some real goodness there. All of us at some stage experience grief and loss, and it's important that you know there are people out there that care. We have Cruise Bereavement and the Samaritans in the UK, and Grief.com and Grief Anonymous in the US, to name but a few. You're never alone, and there is help out there and support at hand. You are important, and how you feel really matters, so please reach out. So to finish episode three, I thought about Edgar Allan Poe and his relationship with death, and this sprung to mind. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow. From my books a cease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here, forevermore. Sleep well.